You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. As far as the the two young guys, you know, Marjan, Andre Jackson, I know everyone, you know, loves kind of the shiny new toy. Everyone loves the potential. Yeah. Everyone everyone is intrigued by those guys. But do you have any, you know, if you're if you're going for a proven perimeter defender such as a, a Caruso, uh, you know, I don't know how likely it is, Dorian Finney-Smith, whatever. Do you have any issue, you know, if they're like, we have to have Marjan in this trade or we have to have Andre Jackson thrown in this trade? along with those picks, along with, you know, Bobby, Pat, whatever. Um, do you have issue putting those guys in a trade like that? Because to me, you know, I, I've liked some of what I've seen from Andre Jackson, but it, and, and, and Marjan's been inconsistent, but that's kind of what young guys are. They are inconsistent. They aren't, you know, they're going to have flashes. They're going to have stretches where they look good, but then they're going to have games that they look just awful. And it's like, okay, they, they just can't play today. Um, and as far as when it comes to the playoffs, you know, you want consistency. You want something that you can hang your hat on. You want something that, you know what a guy is giving you. So to me, I've kind of always had the mindset of like, well, if I can turn a guy that I want to be a good role player into a good role player, then I'm going to do that. You know, I, I don't care if they are young and have potential and all that. It's like, I'm just going to take the, the 90, 80, 80th percentile outcome and just take that, you know, right away. So I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I just know a lot of people are very against the idea of, you know, we can't trade our young guys. And it's like, to me, I think they can. Yeah, I mean, I think it's got to be the right trade. Um, and it's easy to say before seeing what the actual deals are. And I wouldn't want to move both. Um, but yeah, I do think, true. like, uh, you know, the right trade for one of them. And, and you, you mentioned uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, DFS. He doesn't really move me, neither does Royce O'Neal. And I know you're just, you know, using examples of guys who could be available. Those two guys strike me more as, like, they were the perimeter defender on just very bad defensive teams, and they were kind of good, but I don't think they're necessarily stoppers. I could be wrong. I haven't grinded Brooklyn Nets tape this year, to be honest with you. But, like, those guys, I wouldn't want to include Marjan or Andre Jackson. Caruso, that's a different story. And and I don't really, you know, without going through the whole league here, like Tybal, I'd be on the fence about including one of them, um, maybe. Um, Javon Carter, uh, I would say no to that. Um, Chris Dunn, probably not. So it really just depends what what player is available. But I want like a clear plus defender. I don't want like a, yeah. oh, we got a fine perimeter defender who shoots 36% from three. That to me is like, okay, maybe he's not even playing based on the rotations in the playoffs if, if Crowder's healthy and, and everything else. So I think it depends on the trade. I wouldn't want to trade both. But I think certainly like just looking at the age of Damian Lillard, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, and, and Giannis, you know, you have to be – ready to win you're trying to win a championship every year you can't be like well what could marjan be in year four or year five after we re-sign him when you know this is all it's all so combustible it's all so right now and i think based on john horse history and the way the bucks operate 
I don't think they're going to be too precious with those guys. I think they'd like to keep them. But if it's someone to me, I think they're clearly going to be in the rotation every playoff series, every, you know, whether it's game one or game seven, like someone who you really, at least you think that when they're coming in. If it's just extra depth, I wouldn't move those guys. If it's someone you go, yeah, they're going to be the first guard off our bench and they're going to defend at a high level, then yeah, I think they certainly have to be open to including one of them uh, in a deal at that point. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What about the progression of the chemistry of Giannis, Middleton, and Lillard, of those three guys playing together? Middleton's minutes are finally uh, back up to where they should be. Still not playing back-to-backs, but at least the minutes are up when he is in there uh, playing kind of here going forward. Uh, The Athletic and Zach Harper had some power rankings, um, and he's talking about whether or not uh, Middleton will be fresh in the playoffs because of what they're doing uh, right now and depending on how long it takes and so forth. Obviously, if he's fresh in the playoffs, that would be great. Uh, But more importantly is getting these guys as many minutes together as possible between now and the playoffs starting, obviously. Uh, Your thoughts on how they've looked when they've been out there together? Uh, I think mostly good. I mean, it's definitely been a a work in progress. I mean, it's always going to be when you add someone who's as high usage as Dame. And I think critically, like, they've now gotten to a point where 80, 85% of the time he's out there, Dame is all over the ball and, and just operating as the true point guard, even, as he even should with Giannis. Be. As he right. should be for sure. But that is a process. You know, you're talking about Giannis and, and Chris were the guys who handled the ball the most, I think, especially in the big moments in 2021 in the finals run. And maybe that changed a little bit in, in 22, obviously, with no Chris. And last year with the injury to Giannis, everything was just kind of muddled and, and weird for the most part. But I, I think it, it hasn't been totally seamless. I probably was too high on it being, you know, a true seamless transition, which I shouldn't have been just based on, you know, you have a guy in Dame who's used to having the ball literally all the time when he's out there because Portland just didn't have anything else going for them versus Chris and Giannis who are used to having the ball quite a bit. And obviously Drew Holiday was an all-star, but there's just levels to this. So I think they've adjusted to it. I mean, they're 22 and eight. It's not like it's like they can't figure out how to do anything by any means. Although I know the the bad moments will stick out the most. Um, But I feel like they've been getting to a pretty good place of trying to limit how much Chris does when he's out there with Dame by making sure the offense is totally running through Chris when he's out there without Dame, which I think is the right move. And there's been some tough moments in those early fourth quarters, but I think it's necessary to do because Middleton is too good of a player to just have him go out there and be Michael Porter Jr. He can't just go stand in the corner all the time. And and I think there's this idea from fans that like, Dame should always be initiating the set. Giannis should just be screening and rolling and never ISO or do anything. And Chris should always be in the corner. And I just don't think that's how life works when you have players on this level, especially Dame and Giannis. But Chris, too, like there's give and take in the offense. I think you got to make sure everyone's involved and more than just, okay, Dame, Giannis, pick and roll. Everyone else spaces the floor. I like that they've done that. I think they could run the pick and roll a little more. Uh, But I feel like I think they're at a good spot now using the rotation to make sure everyone is involved enough. And it's not just 
the Dame show or the Giannis show and, and everyone else is just standing around. In the, but hold on a second here. Now, you and I may disagree here, but in the in the closing moments of a game, it should be the Dame show. With all due respect to everybody else involved, I want it to be the Dame show. He should be the one that dictates, in my opinion, if he's taking the shot, if he's going, if he's kicking or whatever he's doing. I, I don't want Giannis pounding the ball at the top with 30 seconds to go and waiting for action to happen off of whatever he decides to do. Like I'm 1000% opposed to that whole concept and idea. I think it depends on matchup. Uh, I think if a team has no option to guard Giannis like Indiana, I have no issue with Giannis initiating. I I think Dame's an awesome, Dame's the point guard. He's the initiator. He should initiate most of the time. But if teams are going to face guard and tilt their defense away from the rim to take him away, I have no issue with saying, okay, Giannis, go one-on-one because you're going to win 80% of the time. Um, and, and we know that. And I think just because Dame is so great, it doesn't mean that Giannis also cannot be a great play starter as well as play finisher. And to, you know, evidence to that is you know game six of the finals in 21 where he just did it all. I, I, don't, I think you're right that it should be the, the standard configuration should be Dame is the point guard and it rolls off that. But I think you have to be willing to adjust and, you know, play with play within the the scenario too. So uh, I don't know if it has to be all the time. I think they're at a pretty good level with it right now, honestly. 